those who say it cannot be done should not interrupt those doing it. Chinese proverb. Hello and a very big welcome to my podcast. My name is Elizabeth Dreamcatcher. I'm a certified life and business coach. I would like to start this podcast with just a message of intent. So the reason for creating this is to help others, help you all to enhance and enrich your lives in a positive manner, to be happier, confident, successful and more abundant versions of yourselves in every sense. Being truly at peace and content from the inside out is such a priceless commodity to possess and one I'm keen to support and encourage. I'm so very passionate about self-development and have been so all my life. There's so much importance in self-belief and looking after ourselves and this holistic approach to how we view and treat ourselves when nurtured correctly can massively impact our lives in a thriving way and be largely beneficial to those around us also. Because how we treat ourselves is often a reflection of how we treat others. So thank you for joining me. Podcasts are a brilliant platform. It's reminiscent of being read to as a child, so we regress as our younger selves and really become relaxed as the listener. I'm extremely grateful you've been led to this and believe the fact that you have is because there's messages you're destined to hear and you'll gain so much value from this. By listening to this, you have already demonstrated enough curiosity to step out of your comfort zone into a new realm of possibilities. With success, the sky's the limit. So I wanted to start off with talking about struggles and those moments that create self-doubt. It's at these points in our lives, our lowest, that we're most guilty of negative self-talk and creating and living with limiting beliefs that we've set upon ourselves. I've certainly been guilty of this. Whether it's procrastinating on your dream project because you've listed multiple reasons as to why you shouldn't or can't, fear of failure being the worst offender, I'm too old, I'm too quirky, it's all nonsense, there's no rule book to life, it's what we make of it. Perhaps you sought external validation from someone and instead were met with some insensitive criticism, been there, done that. It's important to demonstrate resilience at these moments. We've all had these setbacks in life, but it's how we choose to react to them that will really help to drive us forward in an inspiring way. It's just a matter of perspective. If you look at all experiences as opportunities for growth, and even those unexpected curveballs that universe loves to throw our way sometimes, you will not find yourself easily riled. You'll be in a place permanently filled with gratitude. As my mother often tells me, you have to have the lows to really appreciate the highs. You've got your heart broken, it sucks at the time, but you know what? Be thankful for now having gained the wisdom to choose differently next time and that it didn't happen further down the line, which could have been a lot more painful. You got overlooked for promotion, that sucks, but it wasn't the right role for you and most most likely would have led you onto the wrong path. When you change the way you approach life lessons and put faith into the world, whatever your particular faith is, when you truly trust all is well, all will be well, doors will open for you and the right people will proceed to enter your lives and the wrong ones will leave. The right doors will open for you. Opportunities will present themselves. If you're feeling lost and lacking direction, that's okay. 
you will and already have the answers within you. You just have to tap into that inner knowing and find your way. Just remember, no matter if it's baby steps or giant leaps, it's still going to get you to the right destination if you're willing to stay focused and work towards your dreams, whatever they may be, and keep believing in yourself. I will set up tangible tips, completely optional of course in every podcast. As much as it's lovely just to listen, I do believe in the benefits of active listening and jotting down plans to take forward. It's easy to build momentum but harder to maintain it. So this will assist with that. We have to just sometimes demonstrate a little self-discipline to gain fruitful results. I have both a spiritual and practical approach to coaching. Having presented on neurolinguistics, which is the study of communication styles, I'm aware that one size most definitely doesn't fit all. We all have different preferences when it comes to communication, so for that reason, it's good to discover which we fall under and whatever's our go-to. Depending on that will depend on how we learn best. And once you discover that, I'd like you to take your notes and key takeaways in that way. I'm keeping this high level, so do bear with me. Having spent 10 years working in a corporate setting, I was lucky enough to be exposed to some brilliant training, some of which I'm sharing with you now. I want you to identify yourself within this and use it as a tool to determine how best to speak with others and to get your your dreams across. It's a great life hack that will help you appear to understand yourself at a deeper level and help you absorb content best and help you build rapport and read others more concisely. So the quick ways to tell how someone's preferences or our own is to just observe, observe, observe. I cannot stress that enough. How we consciously and subconsciously communicate, there's, we're giving off clues all the time. An example of this is to pay attention to the words being used. So I'm a visual learner, for instance, I would say, I see what you mean. Or if I were more audio based, I would say, I hear what you're saying. If I were more of a written planner, I would say, let me give that some thought. So picture yourself in an office setting or any work setting for that matter. Let's not be restrictive. You have to get a message across. Would you rather call, see a video stream, Skype for instance, vlog, slides, or write an email or text? This is a breakdown of the different styles and adapt to that specific style. Me personally as a visual, I respond best to PowerPoints or slides and get the most out of FaceTime, but someone else may be less comfortable with that approach. So be honest with yourself and have a think as to which suits you best. Maybe you switched, well, you know, depending on the time, but do what feels right for you now. And whatever comes easiest to you is what you should do. So if I were to respond to this task, I would shortly be setting you, I would create a vision board, which is essentially a collage of goals for those unfamiliar with the term, and even record a little video to play back and watch at a later stage. If I were audio, I would record my plans on a dictaphone and, or device of any kind and set an alarm and listen to the affirmations that I created. If I were written, I would perhaps stick post-its around the flat or, you know, write write notes or write it on a word document also be aware whether or not you're an introvert or an extrovert personality is when we take the time to really study ourselves and we gain the most out of life and i think to really succeed we have to have a great a strong knowing of who we are from our inner essence if we're 
an introvert, for example, we prefer solitude, we recharge by ourselves, prefer notice ahead of deadlines. If you're more of an extrovert, you prefer company, want to be around other people more often and more comfortable with informal settings or impromptu structures. If you bounce between the two, that would make you an ambivert. You're an situational introvert or extrovert depending on who you're around so if you're around extroverts you'll be more prone to extroversion so it's good to know and I thought this information would be useful as it can identify the best environment for you to work on yourself whether it's in a quiet place or home or a slightly livelier coffee shop Honestly, you are so unique, so celebrate your uniqueness and you will find that these little adjustments will lead you to greater results and more inspiration. There's no point me recommending you find, you write essays and essays if that's not your strong point or that's not how you prefer to do things. Or recommending you books to read if you'd respond better to YouTube tutorials, which is why I support you 100% in interpreting the best way for you can even be just like think outside the box I support anything that works it could be a combination of two forms it's whatever really drills the message home now back to the task at hand I wanted to use this initial podcast to gain knowledge of who we are and to provide the foundations for a strong growth chart to success this is my favorite technique and one I like to provide particularly for those at a crossroads find a place free of distractions Now, breathe deeply, put yourself in a calm state and now visualize yourself in the future. Could be five years, could be ten. You can choose. Flex this completely to what feels best for you. Now write to your present self. I want you to choose whichever format you like and list all the wonderful achievements you've reached and thank yourself for getting there. Break down the wisdom that you would provide to your younger self now and include that in the letter. Keep it very positive. When you do so in the present moment, it stirs a feeling of excitement and suddenly something that seems impossible or uncertain seems a lot more closer to happening and just more realistic and as if it's already occurred, it makes things closer and clearer and An example of this could be someone thanking themselves for giving up smoking because the money they saved for that they invested in themselves for a course which led on to more travels and more success. You know, be as creative as you like. And once you write it in the present moment, you believe it, you feel it, it's like you have it in your hand. You suddenly want to start working towards it. Now keep it visible, and in my case I'd put it in the background of my phone, but you can do whatever works best. If it were recording, I would just set it and include it in part of my morning routine. But just, it will shift your mood when you're working towards something that you really want, and every little step closer you come to it, you'll be a little bit more happier. And you'll maintain that contentness and once you, until you reach it, and quite often what I found with my clients is that people tend to reach them in a lot less, in a lot quicker time than they originally anticipated. So I won't encourage you or steer you, sway you too much as it's important not to be influenced as you, when you're influenced too much, you may start taking on other people's dreams rather than your own and it's important to keep true to the core of who you are and to be authentically yourself so I will provide an example of a client I had and 
she's she's happy for me to use this. She'd she'd have reached a substantial level of success in the 3D world through her day job in the city, however, had begun to feel quite unsatisfied with her life and on the surface had it all, but it just wasn't enough. She was left work every day feeling empty and planning ahead. She just wasn't sure which direction to go in. Did she just stay in the security of her job with the predictability of it, or did she seek her dreams? So... She had taken a sabbatical to travel, something I'm consciously aware is not entirely feasible for most out there for financial reasons, but it's great. It was an effective short-term fix, but it just didn't sustain her long-term. When it came to rediscovering her passions and where to go, we quickly teased out through this exercise that she was happiest when stripped down to basics and just in the country countryside and she loved talking but perhaps didn't always get those opportunities to public speak through work as but that truly was when she was happiest at, at her utopia so through this exercising of her writing to her younger self she discovered all these things and built up confidence so we put a plan together we started off small with just implementing one work from home a week so that she could just have time to just have more of a work-life balance and be and spend time in the more rural parts working and and then she just gradually started working towards her goals and the last we spoke she'd had a thriving mentorship business which was massively rewarding and ticking all her boxes and then didn't compromise her security and she had just set up a TED talk on what on yeah was was great review so it just goes to show what you can achieve and if you just have enough self-belief and dedication you will achieve your goals now on this episode we are concentrating on communication and identifying different styles which can really provide an advantage when setting any goal to build more rapport so moving on to this topic i wanted so keeping sort of elaborating on this topic I wanted to touch on very high level two books I read, one of which is The Five Life Languages and the other is Attached. So I feel a bit like Dr. Fraser Crane now, but I'm fascinated by how we interact as humans and why we do the things we do and different styles of how we show affection. And the more I looked into this, the more things seemed to make sense for me, both on a professional and personal level. People have different ways of showing affection and it's something that many are not aware of. If you're already familiar with this concept, then great. But if not, I'm pleased to share this with you. If it's something that interests you, further material will be listed in the comment section. So with that being said, let's begin. The five different love languages are as follows. Words of affirmation, which is verbal compliments that express love, written notes, text, physical touch, touch that reinforces presence, hugs, closeness, things like that, receiving gifts, tangible gifts that reflect thoughtfulness, quality time, focused and undivided attention spent together, acts of service, any act of kind that eases the burden of responsibility. So each of these are ways that we all choose to express how much we care and occasionally conflict can occur when two different styles clash, for example, someone whose primarily language 
as acts of service being met with gift giving would not feel satisfied even though that person is being sincere once we identify there are different styles and which is our preference we can appreciate the effort more and realize that the chosen gesture was actually a pretty big deal for the person and this kind of open mindset strengthens relationship it's a highly rewarding technique that can be applied in both loving and platonic relationships so i find this quite useful and a more you know practical example of this would be if a boss was to say thank you by perhaps buying a little plant as to a person who's more whose language would be quality time and perhaps would have preferred to just have a lunch break together or to be let off work early that's the difference you know it's all in the interpretation of it so i also wanted to talk about the different attachment styles and there's secure attachment there's anxious attachment there's avoidant and there's a combination of anxious avoidant this is something that really needs to have a whole podcast within itself because there's a lot of content that it's not possible to cover really in a few minutes but i just wanted to mention it because i found it fascinating and extremely useful to understand because with our caregivers when we're younger we attach we develop these attachment styles and if you're secure then great you find it easy to maintain relationships in every in every kind of capacity and form you don't you know you're not overly clingy you're not overly independent you're the perfect balance and you don't hot dwell on the past you really just are in the moment and generally have a history of having long healthy relationships if you're more anxious then you struggle a bit you're more clingy to to people you have anxious and you experience anxiety say if someone doesn't email you or text you back in a promptly manner which is something that a secure person maybe would not experience so much and if you're avoidant you need a lot of space and too much which is an opposite style to anxious and then you get um met with slight hostility so it's important to understand which category someone falls under because once you understand that you understand why people perhaps respond or behave the way they do it can really be useful in terms of maintaining strong relationships and networking for successful you know um successful connections in life and it's important to really do so to to be and to achieve the most and once you do that and if you're interested in in learning then the sky's the limit so whether you're enjoying this on your commute to work or before bed drawing pilates perhaps you're even cooking i would like to thank you once again for listening This is the first of many to come and further episodes will include interviews with inspiring people, benefits of healthy living, eating, how to bring the best out of your children. It really goes beyond the basic coaching and there'll be stories of travels and I will be finishing each one with a gentle meditation or breathing setup so to leave you in a positive state for the day and I'm also keen on hearing and taking on your thoughts so if there's specific content you'd like me to cover off or a topic you'd like me to touch on or to delve deeper on please do get in touch and do not hesitate to reach out my email is 
info at elizabethdreamcatcher.com. I will be happy to delve into it and I'm currently taking bookings for one-to-one and group sessions. These are currently available via Skype and telephone. If there's something that interests you, do visit my website. I've also written articles on there and don't push off tomorrow what can be achieved today. It's www.elizabeth.dreamcatcher.com elizabethdreamcatcher.com Thank you. May your days be filled with blessings. Elizabeth. Hi, welcome back and thanks for joining for today's grounding exercise. So I want you to take a nice deep breath, get as comfortable as you can, feel as relaxed as possible, sit very still, find a place to focus your attention and your mind, take three deep breaths, and the first thing I want you to do is open your eyes. list the first five things you can see. This can be anything, just look around. Once you've done that, it can be absolutely anything. This is just a good exercise to focus your mind and ground, ground us. After that, I want you to find four things you can feel. It can be anything. It can be the chair you're sat on. It can be your hair. This is a good process to do to really focus and bring our mind back to center. Three, list three things you can hear can be the wind blowing in the wind. It can be your neighbor typing if you're at work. Just anything. Two, list two things you can smell. Anything at all, flowers, perfume. Number one, one thing you can taste anything. It could be the drink you just had, coffee. Once you've done this, you should be calm and grounded and not one trace of anxiety running through you. It's an instant calming exercise. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you in the next episode. All the, all the blessings, Liz.